to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Deidre Shen, founder and CEO of Capshow, software that helps entrepreneurs turn their stories into content that converts. Now, we believe that every entrepreneur who has had to overcome their own internal struggles is remarkable. And it is this exact remarkability that needs to be shared so that they can positively impact the world. So stick around to the end of the show. We will reveal how you can be our next guest in 20 or 25 minutes. So let's go. Hi, everyone. My name is Deidre Shen. I am the host of the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast, and I am joined today by this absolutely amazing, amazing woman, Tammy Johnston from KSA Business. Welcome, Tammy. Thank you for having me, Deidre. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So, we were having a really quick chat and a bit of a giggle beforehand, but I want to I want to get down to business first. So can you please tell us a little bit about KSA Business? What do you do and how do you do it? Well, I'm actually known as the kick your, kick your ass and hold your hand business coach because I work with solopreneurs preferably as early in their journey as possible, like idea to two years, because that's where I can have the most impact. And I focus on building the basic foundational business skills that every business needs. I've been in business myself and working with solopreneurs, small businesses, entrepreneurs for over 20 years now. And I've I've seen it all. You can't even make me raise my eyebrows. And I've seen so many amazing people with great products or services struggle and flounder and a lot of cases crash and burn. The survival rate past five years is dismal. And it's rarely because there's a problem with their product or service. It's because they do not have the basic business skills to build a successful business around it. So they're running around spinning plates all the time and they come crashing down and they burn out. And then they're wondering why it doesn't work because I haven't found anywhere that teaches the basics anywhere. You have to go through and do what I had to do and and learn it on your own, which is wonderful, but it takes a long time and it's bloody painful and expensive. (laughs) Yes. Wow. I love that. Um, And I do want to, I'm so fascinated by this. So I will come back to almost like the secret sauce that you, (laughs) that you teach, but I want to more delve into the journey and the story. You know, how did you actually get started in um, in doing this and and specifically I kind of want to know uh, was there something as you were going through this journey was there something inside of you that maybe you knew was kind of holding you back from the levels of success that you could have grown it quicker well it, it, it's quite interesting because I actually my background is financial services I've been in financial services for 28 years and um, I was I was working at a place the, my my last employment and I just I was hating it. It was all I could do to drag myself in the office in the morning and not throw my horrible boss through a plate glass window. (laughs) (laughs) And I was interviewing for other jobs and all of this because I had a very good reputation in the industry and I week longer and I would have just gone to another job, which would have just been more of the same. And a wonderful thing happened and I got fired. And When that hit me, I just I just started to smile and laugh, and it kind of made my former boss worried because it wasn't the response he was expecting. Because I was just going, I'm 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 free. I don't have to do this anymore, and I can. And I made the decision on the spot 
that, you know what? No, I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to go into into sales, which is the last thing in the world that I wanted to do, because like you, I'm a massive introvert. So having to go out and, and make financial, like I sell life insurance is a large part of what I do. Nobody likes life insurance people. Like (laughs) they, they, they avoid it. Like we are the running jokes in, in TVs and movies. So like that was not on my to-do list. But I, I I set it up and it was it was wonderful. It was challenging, and basically right after I started my business, I got pregnant. Uh. So I got to build a business through pregnancy, and pregnancy is not a pleasant experience. You get to you got to birth two babies at the same time. Yeah, I got I got I got I got to birth <laughs> the one that made me money and the one that cost me money. <laughs> <laughs> it all balances out in the end. It all it all it all balances out. Both have pros and cons. <laughs> both both caused an awful lot of tears and yeah. some laughter and and and, and smiles nights. <laughs> all, all all of that. And so like I said, I basically started my business got pregnant pretty much right right away and I ended up taking 30 hours of mat leave. I missed teaching a class because that's the day I gave birth. My daughter was seeing clients with me before she was two days old. She did her first class with me when she was a week. And we did our first trade show when she was two weeks. Like I just, I didn't, I didn't have mat leave. I didn't have any of this stuff. And I was just starting to finally get some traction in my business where if I had stopped to take a break, I would have lost everything. So I'm going, one of the reasons we decided to start the business is because I can make it work around my life. So here's my briefcase. Here's my baby. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That is, wow. So, so fascinating. And I do want to, um, cause I know that we kind of glossed over, but I think this is going to be really fascinating because you, you were basically, you got fired, which for a lot of people is an incredibly hard thing to, mm-hmm. you know, have done to them um but then inverted commas but you were almost like thank you like this is this is what I needed now because I do want to get into sort of some of these um and, and I think this is a, this is actually a common thing like sometimes we need that external push to mm-hmm. get us to do the thing that we kind of knew that we were put on this earth to do and so what do you think actually stopped you from just you know grabbing it by the horns and there and making that decision for yourself and, and doing it then, because that's, you know, that's really passing. And this is kind of, this is part of some, your story that I like, I'd love, I think will actually make you remarkable. You know, this like, <laughs> despite this, you still found success. So yeah. Can you tell me, tell us a little bit more about that? Well, the, I'd always wanted to be in business myself and I always had, because I worked in different um, different companies and stuff over like the the nine years basically um, before I got fired and started my own business and everybody said you'd be really good at this why don't you go into sales like you're smart like you understand this you could explain it like you'd be really good and I'm going I'm blonde I'm female I'm young and yeah. I'm looking around and all the people that are are are, are successful are old gray haired or balding white men and I'm yeah. going. Yeah, no, we're not ready for any of that. And then the big thing is there's there was a lot of fear because we are raised. I well, I don't know if you were raised, but pretty much me and everyone that I know of, you go to school, you yeah. go to you go and get your post-secondary, you find a good big company to get a job with, and you work really hard and you stay there till you retire. Yes. And and 
that was what my mom, my mom is one of the few people that actually managed to do that. But I'm going, I was growing up and I'm seeing like right sizing and downsizing and layoffs. And there is no such thing as security, but I still had that. Cause like, yes, I hated, like, I hated my job at the end. Well, I didn't hate what I did. I hate where I was doing it, <laughs> but it was still, I knew where, like, I knew what my hours were. I knew that I was going to get my crappy paycheck every two weeks or whatever. And it was, wasn't secure and it wasn't safe, but it was familiar. Mm. It was, it was familiar. And like I said, I was already interviewing and, and, and I could have like, if it had been one more week, I would have just been gone on my own, but I would have just gone to another job and I would, nothing would have changed where when he fired me, I'm going, I don't have to do this anymore. And I, I, I absolutely at that moment in my life needed that external push. And what made you decide, because you're right, you probably, you know, put highly employable. And even when he fired you, you probably still could have gotten another job. So what made you decide? Oh, I got headhunted for five years. Well, there you go. So so why was it like, this is the path, this is the thing that I need to do for myself versus getting back in another hamster wheel of, you know, corporate, of the corporate career? Well, once, once I got out and, 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 and got free, as I call it, Mm. And it was it, there. I still had moments of absolute terror because I insisted on building my business the right way. So I basically made next to nothing in my first two years. But then I also had a baby, too. But I'm going, I don't want to just go out and be like everybody else and be and be chasing and doing all of this stuff. So I built my company very, very differently. But I had control of my time. I didn't I I did not have to put up with anybody that didn't respect me, didn't, um, that annoyed me. That was a huge one from, from when I was before. I'm going, I can deal with my own mistakes and trust me, I'm human. So I therefore make them, but I hate having to take the blame and be constantly fixing other people's screw ups without any appreciation or anything like that. And seeing all the mistakes and the things that were crossing my desk that really, really bothered me. And I'm going, I can change things, but I have to do this. And we went through the struggle for for two years. And then because we built it properly, the foundational pieces, it's it's been going no problem for over 20 years now. Yeah. Okay. And then and I know that you mentioned like, and this is so fascinating because I, I speak to a lot of entrepreneurs. I think a lot of us, a lot of us, almost all of us struggle with this, which is I'm going to use another term, um, but I'm going to use that imposter syndrome term because, mm-hmm. like you were saying, you know, you were yeah, like young female, white, all the things that not, you know, <laughs> not yeah. the things that people with their success, you know, finding success in in your line of work um, are. So, I'm assuming that a lot of that came down to yeah, you had a bit of imposter syndrome. Like I can't do this on my own because I'm not X Y Z. I'm not these these things. So, how did you get? through that how like when you were like yes thank you for firing me I can now do my own thing like how how do you go from like actually I can't I'm comfortable this familiar uh, you know imposter syndrome stuff to you know what this is the push the external push I needed to do the thing like can you yeah I don't know if you even had the time take the time to even think through that but I'd really love to like delve into into that well, there was, there was always, there was always a, li- a little bit of it, not a whole bunch for me to be completely honest. Cause like I said, I didn't, I didn't go into it completely green. I've been working professionally mm-hmm. in the industry for quite a while. 
my previous jobs have been to train other financial advisors. So I had, I had the technical strength and things like that. And I'm going, I know what is needed out there in the world. And I don't claim to know it all because that's, that is impossible. Like, especially in financial services, there have been so many legal and tax changes over my career that I could list them for days and still not be done. Yes. The big thing is being authentic. It's asking the questions and, and, and seriously giving a damn about your Mm -hmm. customers and clients when they know that you actually sincerely want to help them and not just make a buck off of them, they they trust you because you've earned it. And then you get this other wonderful thing where they will send you your friends and their family and their coworkers, and you don't have to market because they are going to tell everyone about you. Yeah, I love that. So really what it came down to was like, from what I'm hearing, and I'm really like reading between the lines of what you're saying is that you you kind of knew deep down that you were called to do this thing. Like that's that's what it came down to. You were called to serve and help um, and do the best by these people um, that you that you could. So that's kind of um, what helped you get. And I mean this in a loving way, but what helped you get over yourself <laughs> because yeah. you no, knew that was you have, you have to. And yeah. and even 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 now because I'm I'm used to doing everything face to face and I've been I've been teaching for decades to the public and I've been on TV as the expert guest for years and years and years and I split my business into two in in 2019 because my specialty has always been working with self-employed small business owners and I do the business consulting and the coaching and that and I wanted to do a lot more of that and then covid hit and I had classes that were booked and had to cancel them because we're in lockdown. So I'm going, okay, I have to move everything online. And now um, I was just talking, I had my board of directors meeting last night. I got my butt kicked. And I'm saying, this is the most fun I've had in quite a while because my learning curve is so, because I'm having to learn how to do all of this online stuff and, and, and everything. And I'm going, I'm not a spring chicken. So learning, like my 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 daughter who's eighteen who grew up with her, like living with her phone in her hand and Instagram, everything. It's like, how do I do this? Why do I do this stuff? <laughs> but it's 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 fun and exciting because, like you said, I am I am learning and I'm really challenging myself because I'm looking at helping a lot more people. Mm. Right. I love that. And so our listeners, they believe in the power of storytelling to create human connection. Um, And, you know, you've just been telling us this, like almost your origin story of, you know, how KSA Business came to be. So um, do you actually currently, not just, and not just that story, but do you currently share your stories, your experiences, the struggles that you've been through all of that with your own audience and and how do you do that? Can you share a little bit? Oh, oh, all the time. So the 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 two main things that I do in KSA is I do a weekend intensive small business class, like all the basic foundational pieces. It's not everything because there's no way you can get everything, but enough to give you like a really strong foundation. And it's all about stories. And when I'm teaching personal finance, like I can make budgeting interesting because like you say, it's all about stories. If you're just talking about numbers and facts and stuff in one ear and out the other, and if you're lucky, it might swirl for a moment. But when you start talking about the stories and how it actually has impacted people and and what you've seen and that people remember it. 
And then they take the details and they switch it around to, oh, this is how it would work in my world and stuff like that. So if you don't tell stories, nothing, nothing, nothing sticks because that is how everybody learns. In, in my over 20 years of doing public teaching, I've only ever had one person and he was like the most analytical engineer type person I've ever come across. And he said, class is great. Too many stories. Everyone else, you're getting their comment farms. They're going, I love this story because yeah. when I'm sitting down with them one-on-one afterwards and they're going, that's, yeah, I, you said about this. And, and that made me think about what I went through with this one. And I'm going, this is why we finally have to get this stuff done. Stories are everything. Yeah. And can you share a little bit about how you use it in your marketing specifically to grow your business? Because obviously we have a lot of, you know, aspiring entrepreneurs listening to this. And I think they'd really love to learn about you have a successful business, you know, multiple six figures. And yep. how did you, you know, what what marketing, A, like what do you do for marketing? But B, um, how do you weave, you know, your stories, your personal experiences into your marketing to actually connect with your audience so that they come to these sessions, to these workshops, to these seminars? Well, the, the, the biggest thing that I that has always worked very well for marketing for me has been speaking, teaching, and now podcasts, because it gives people an opportunity to get to know you better and, and figure out, is this somebody that I'm going to enjoy working with or not? Because sales is all about sorting. I am not for everyone. I am in your face. I'm an opinionated feminist white woman from Canada (laughs) (laughs) that has been known to swear and and, and tell some bad jokes. So um, there's people that I I terrify. That's fine. Go find who who you need. But people want to hear about the story. So whenever I do a lot of writing as well. And it's all about, okay, here's the point. And then here's a story or two that illustrate how it actually works Mm. and how it's worked in the past for someone else. So like I said, people will automatically take the details and rearrange it in their own head to go, oh, this is what I personally know or how I would see it. And then you've gotten them engaged. Yes. I love that. I love that. Um, Okay. So can you tell us really quickly, what is your secret sauce in helping, you know, these uh, businesses start, start up the right way? Laying the groundwork. So it doesn't matter what your business is. I've worked with um, solopreneurs. I've worked with health professionals. I've worked with tradespeople. I've worked with franchisees. I've worked with like, there's pretty much no business I haven't worked with over 20 years. And I love that because I get to learn all sorts of different things and then and put it together. But the, the, the secret sauce that I have discovered is, number one, you have to have your mindset right. You have to have your marketing. You have to have your advisory team because most people are just asking for advice or getting advice without asking for it from their broke-ass family and friends who've never done anything in the business world at all. And then they wonder why they're not getting any good advice. You have to know your financials. And most entrepreneurs, that is the number one thing that they avoid because they Mm -hmm. don't understand it. They're afraid of it. They're going, I'll I'll look at it when I'm making lots of money. And I'm going, no, your numbers, when you are paying attention and you get intimate with them in in a good way, your numbers tell you so many stories that can help you grow, help you serve more people, but you can't avoid them. And you have to have your systems put together. And then lastly, you have to understand the difference between cash flow and profit. 
You have to have both. Yes. And once you've got those foundational pieces, then then you can build. But what I'm seeing so much now, especially because in social media, I'm as a coach. So I'm getting all the ads for coaches and different stuff. And they're all going niche, 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 niche. And I'm going, yes, but it's like they're trying to say, I will help you decorate your, your living room and make it look absolutely wonderful while your floor is sagging and your foundation is crumbling. <laughs> you yes. have to have the basics. Then you can build, then you can get into like the higher end marketing and stuff. But if if you don't have your foundation, one bit of wind, it's it's yeah. gonna come tumbling down. Yeah, I love that. Um, okay, so uh where where's your business headed? You know, where do you see yourself investing for growth and, and specifically maybe even from the marketing side? Because I'm sure that over 20 years you have your foundations in place. Yeah. So, you know, I'm you're now ready for scale. So where do you see yourself investing for growth um, from a front-end marketing perspective over the next year? And that's exactly what I am working on right now because I've spent the last two years building my foundation to move it to a much more online business. Um, it's doing more of the social media marketing, um, getting the, the Google analytics and the AdWords and stuff all figured out. And as many public appearances as I can, like podcasts and stuff where people can get a feel for me and get the messages out there. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. Okay. So this has been so super helpful for everyone listening to this. If anyone is interested in learning more about you, more about KC business, about what you have to offer, where is the best place for them to go? Well, actually, so anybody who's listening to this that wants to go. So one of the things that I put together is um, I call it the solopreneur self-assessment because everybody's strong in some areas. And then we have areas that we, when it comes to running our own business that we're weak on, or we don't even know we need to do. So I have a solopreneur self-assessment where you can go and check it out. And then if you want to actually book a 15 minute appointment to talk to me and see how we can help you. So it's ksabusiness.ca slash gift. Really easy to find. Super easy, you guys. And we will drop that in the show notes as well. So go ahead, get take advantage of that because Tammy has, is just a wealth, a wealth of knowledge. Uh, so thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. I've had a blast. I hope everyone else listening to this has had a blast. Um, and I will see you on the next episode. Bye, everyone. Jen here. Thank you so much for listening to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. Now, if you are a successful online entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, then please visit go.theremarkableentrepreneurpodcast.com slash podcast dash guest. If you got something out of this interview, would you please share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials and tag me. I'm at Deidre Shen. And if you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media as well and let them know about the show. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. Now, we are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, reviews go a long, long way to help promote the show. And it means a lot to me and my team. And if you want to know more, go to our website, deidreeshen.com. Follow me on LinkedIn, on Facebook. My Facebook group is actually called The Remarkable Entrepreneur. Uh, Follow me on Instagram at Deidre Shen. Thanks so much for listening and we will see you next time.